Are you ready for your punishment, slave? I sometimes scream out, no. When really, I mean, yes. Yes, yes! And this is why we have the safe word. Until we hear the safe word, we will not stop. She's not a Christian! Prescription drugs. She's screaming at my dad, crying all the time. She's jealous of me actually pursuing my dreams as an entertainer. And then she tells me, no, you don't know what you're doing. How long you're, are you guys uh, dating for? Probably <laughs> two, three years. <laughs> all right, here we are. Uh, hey, this is uh, Jason Rouse, and uh, welcome to the Safe Word uh, Podcast. I'm here with my uh, friend, uh, Griff Pippen. Which, uh, what kind of name is Griff Pippen? I didn't expect you to look the way you My dad was a hobbit. Yeah. Well, describe yourself physically. I'm very ugly. Um, <laughs> no, I, but you're, you're uh, calmly... Well, I have teacher. a red beard and... Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. I have a red beard and I just decided to get a new haircut recently. And I like it, but some people say I kind of look like a hipster. I've been told I'm intimidating with the haircut, and the one fat black guy told me I'm a sex symbol, and I'm going to go with that one. He said you were a sex I symbol? I look like a sex symbol, and I'm fine with that. Was he? Uh, was this in the shower at a gym or something? Yeah, YMCA. It does put a little spring in your step when a gay guy does compliment you on how you look. You're like, oh, I'm that, I'm that viable today sexually. There's so much because uh, gay guys are pretty much uh, they're picky and they're more uh, cling to vanity and and uh, and fashion and things like that. Yeah, so I get hit on maybe about once a year by a queer, and uh, I uh, I look at it as like oh, okay, I you know I'm 42 years old now, and um, somebody uh, wants to be inside of me. Yeah, that's a compliment. It is it's one thing for a girl to think you're cute, but it's more fleeting. Girls, they, it's more, I think, more of a manipulative, like where a guy will kind of like, I like your cut of your jib and I like to fuck the brown out of your ass. <laughs> and you're like, you know, it's kind of manly and, and, and nerve wracking at the same time. Hey, they're not lying to you. They mean it. No. And that's what I think. There's more truth in it. I think if a gay man compliments you on the way you look opposed to a straight woman, I think uh, there's more, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? <laughs> more fear in it. More what? Fear? 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 I don't know. Well, when a girl tells you you're hot at a bar, she might just be wanting free drinks. When a guy tells you you're hot, he means it and he may give you free drinks. It's a different scenario. Yeah. I wish I was a fucking queer. Oh, it'd be so, so much, much easier. easier, dude. When I go down there, they're doing nothing but having fun down there. We're By the way, we are uh, currently at a uh, Starbucks patio here on Melrose Avenue. Uh, Great, right next to Urban Outfitters. Right next to Urban Outfitters near Fairfax and uh, Melrose. The uh, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Improv is just yeah, down right the there. Street. And uh, I've heard of this place. Where, where did we meet initially? You and I. Yeah. Okay, so was I? Ref- you know, it was Canada Day at the Comedy Store. That's right. And I, I was talking about to my friend Abby Robert, good Canadian comedian. And I said, Hey, do you know it's Canada Day? Do you know anyone? Uh, 
that knows a lot of people in Canada. I'd love to tour someday. He's like, oh, yeah, this guy, Jason Rouse, he's the guy to talk to. He knows Canada really well. He's he's in everywhere. And I said, all right, I'll go meet the guy. And that's how I met you. You'd just gotten off stage, and you had, like, you were spitting water into the crowd. It was pretty great. on people? Well, kind of like a, a dragon's breath kind of movement towards the audience. You follow Jim Jeffries, you're saying. I don't remember. But that's how I met. I, did, I had a good show. And then I Matt's, was just spitting on people. Yeah, I met you, and then I was like, come do one of my shows, and then kind of went to shows. You did a couple of shows and hung out. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, how long ago was that? That was maybe six months ago or something. And I would consider you a when friend. Was, when was Canada Day? Maybe. Jesus, I, I can't even keep track of them. If you said a yeah, year, yeah. I'd believe you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was Canada Day. We got the day. And unfortunately... I can't remember when Canada Day is. I think, is it May 1st? I'm not, yeah, not going to know. <laughs> I'm so detached. I don't even know who the prime minister. Keep in mind, uh, as stupid as I can be, I haven't lived or paid attention to any of the poll. The only thing I'm getting is secondhand information about the mayor of Toronto. This is proof that nobody gives a shit about Canada. Canadians don't even know who their prime minister is. Well, I'm not very, uh, I've never subscribed to the, the politics in general so i uh rob ford is a is a, is a north american hero oh yeah he's, he's a, a hero and let's not act like he's not yeah he's doing he's in the press again i think he's been smoking crack again oh again. i think he's in rehab now i think he's in rehab but um there's birds like flying dangerously close to our faces do you got like seed in your beard or something like that do i where like bird seed like some maybe because they think they're they're, they're going to feed off you or something well, I got a fetish for birds. That's a whole different podcast right there. So do that's you, do you have any uh quirks or fetishes? Do you have like a thing like for girls' feet? No, but I'll say this. I was talking to another comedian and he went down to Thailand and I said, Okay, you're in Thailand. Is it like, you know, we all think it is. Can you just go down the street? And he's like, Oh, absolutely. I said, Well, tell me, he's like three hundred dollars. Two, you can get you can get two chicks. You can in shoot a somebody in the face yeah, for three hundred dollars. You can you can have a three way and then shoot someone in the face for three hundred dollars. I was like, a, a three way in a sauna in a suite in Bangkok. That's my fetish. That's doable. A That's three, very doable. So you with two girls or with two girls and nine guys? To uh, eight guys. That's, I mean, that's a little. Uh, nine's a little, little much. So what would you do with three naked women? Well, no, just two naked women. Maybe. Oh, okay. But no, actually, three sounds good, too. That's, That's a just, lot of holes. Three's a crowd. Three's Maybe a when crowd. you're in your... How old are you now? Huh? How old are you now? 27. Okay, you, you might be able to pull it out. I'm 42. The idea of three women in bed with me is, is like, annoying. Two, though. But just two. Two, it have to be... One would have to be have some sort of... Uh, like, maybe had been in some sort of uh, uh, heavy machinery accident. Maybe lost an eye or, you know, maybe she's got no bottom jaw. Yeah, gives it flavor. I want something that's that where it's gonna haunt me the rest of my life. Yeah, if you just you know if you just play it safe and they're you know they're both normal girls, there's not a story there. But why don't uh, but you can do that three way shit here with the with the money. But people, what you can get? Acoustics you can get, are weird. They have whores here. You have what? They have whores. They have whores here. Yeah, yeah but like the you can go to Vegas. Prices and and get a fucking scrag. Two scrags for I don't know, four hundred bucks or something like that. You can get them eat their own. Two shit. for four hundred bucks. 
Yeah, Rosie Donnell and, and Oprah. What's <laughs> more kind of for four hundred oh, in Vegas? So you find women that are overweight uh, unappealing. You they have to be good looking girls. Would you like to have two ditch pigs? Well, I'll you say could, this. You could burn them with I'll say this. I'm not a fan of girls from Hamilton anymore. Oh, because you got blown off. Those aren't typical well, Hamilton girls. Well, hold on now. I, this is where I don't understand women, and I'm very confused. I, women can play mind games. Don't get me wrong. We all know that. We're used to it. This girl comes to one of my shows and loves it. We're Facebook friends. Flirts with me all week. Okay, I first, flirt with I her. How old is this woman? Mid-20s. Yeah. A couple years younger. Mid-20s or 25 and under? I didn't ask, but I, I'd i say 25. Let's just take okay. a, a guess. And flirt all week. She has me drive across. At a scale of 1 to 10. If it's sexually attractive. How? What would you give her? I give her a five. I would have said a six and a half, but um, after the way she treated me, I would say a two. Okay, but on the general market, she's she's a strong five. A strong five. Now but, a lot of guys like thicker. A lot of guys like. Well, I drive across town and I'm flirting with her. Thing, you know, normally when you kind of flirt on this level, very sexual flirting. Okay. Job's halfway done. I drive across you town. Have some of the texts that we could yeah. read on air that you yeah. want to give me a breakdown? I know it might be too personal. Oh, yeah. What's her name? This Hamilton. A Adrian Robbins. Adrian Robbins from Hamilton. You can go fuck yourself. With a dirty hairbrush. For hurting my friend Griff. He wouldn't get any fucking road hog. Here we go. Let's. Okay. Right. You read your. You want me to read her part, and then you read your part. Uh, okay. Here we go. Let's start with the flirting. It was at the beginning of the conversation, okay. which all started you, you, on Saturday, Friday night. Let's uh, let's read this together. I'm the blue. You're the blue. Okay. Okay. You hey, want to do the Griff. girl, and I'll do the guy. I'll do the girl. Okay. Hey, it's Griff. Hello, happy face, blushing, Pippi Longstocking. I don't know if that's a Canadian thing or not. No, I think it's just an Adrian thing, smiley face. <laughs> uh, it's a real thing, I swear. You're just crazy. Come and hang. <laughs> I might just come hang. I kind of have a crush on this cute Canadian girl. So we'll see where that goes, wink face. Uh, All right, see what I've done there? Yeah, right. Cat's uh, out of the bag. Ah, uh, blush. I might have a crush on an American boy. Blush. Come now! Exclamation point. I'm at the hostel. Well, there you go. She's a fucking traveling pig. Right <laughs> for stars. I'm at the hostel. Who are you gonna fuck her in a bunk bed while the other guy cries underneath it? Does he yes. speak English? Yes. All right. Uh, tell me when you're here. Oh no, sorry. See you soon. Tell me when you're here. So oh, sorry. Come on. Fuck. I'm all over the place. Come on now. I'm at the hostel. I'm a little drunky. <laughs> See you soon. Tell me when you're here. I'm in the back. Come meet me for a secret rendezvous, wink. Uh, I don't know how to get to the back. One sec. What is that P? Is that supposed to I don't, be? I don't know. Yeah, some in, in, into the hallway past the eating hall. So you're in the hostel now? Outside in the back. With a knife in your teeth yep. and a hard on. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay. It says emergency exit only. Don't worry. You can open it. I do it all the time. Okay. I'm coming over. Okay, no, no, no. So, oh, we, we're hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, 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 no. We just so 
I do it all the time. She says K. So I go inside after all this flirting, blatant flirting. Yeah, yeah. She's with her buddy. So from how long Hamilton. did you drive? She forty. No, no, not forty. Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. So she, I get in there right after this flirting. She treats me like shit. It's the biggest bitch. Was she showing off in front of her cunt friends? They were arguing the whole time. Like apparently they'd in, been together in, too in long Canadian? arguing. They were arguing in Canadian. And by the way, for the record, Pippi Longstocking's Swedish. Pippi what? Pippi Longstocking's from Sweden. Pippi Longstrom. Might be. No, it is. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> you can put that on your don't give a shit list. Yeah. So she you... treats me like crap. I'm like, what the fuck? I leave. She How goes, she treat I like leave. Crap? She everything I said, what? Uh, you're weird. Because you're dealing with Wh children. But how do you flirt with a guy all day, and then he shows up across, drives across town, and then treat him like he's a dirtbag? How does that work? Well, first of all, you're flirting via text message. A real woman would have called you and said, get over here and fuck me until I cry. You're no, doing happy face. Once you put those, what are those, yojis, gojis? Or the the uh, one I put or the one she put? No, no, no. What are they called in general? Emojicons. Emojicons. Once that's introduced to the conversation, you're dealing with a retard. I've, I've weathered many a bad relationships women in general some terrible people from and, hamilton and uh I, I left and said hey i gotta go home my buddy's having a party she goes okay let me walk you to your car right okay she walks me to my car comes in and hugs me and rests her chin on my shoulder i lean in to kiss her she goes nope and i'm like all right yeah, and I leave. It doesn't, this girl just seems like a fucking idiot. And I leave. I'm going home. She texts me. I'm did. coming over. It's a power thing. I'm coming over. I think you're right. I was thinking that, but she texts me again the next day. So I take it. I blew it. I'm like, did you respond? No. Good. Done. Well, Done. I'm not, I don't waste that. Rigged. I'm going to take mushroom chocolates. Adrian. Adrian. Adrian Robbins. She, is there, are you joking or is that a real name? That's a real name? Good. She can go fuck herself. What, um, yeah, we're, t I had a, it's Mother's Day today. So if you're listening, uh, this won't air on Mother's Day, but uh, it's Mother's Day. Did you love your mom? Did I love my mom? Is she dead? Uh, yes. Is she dead? No. Oh. No, she's not. She's at home gardening today. Oh, why did I, I sigh like that disappointment? Oh. She's not dead. <laughs> she's uh, yeah. She's at home gardening in Oklahoma. That's you where she's spending her life. Now you you were born and raised in Oklahoma. Yeah, that's a pretty kind of. Uh, it's depressing. I agree. But you don't sound Oklahoman. No, I mean. Is that how you say it, Oklahoman? Yeah. What are you from Oklahoma? You are a Oklahoman. No, that's not right. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. All right. It's like Canadian, yeah, or Hamiltonian. Hamiltonian. That sound that makes it sound fancy, kind of doesn't Hamiltonian. it? Hamiltonian. Yeah, I'm a Hamiltonian. Like, you could say I'm a Hamiltonian, and I would know. I just saw a pink Rolls Royce go by with. Uh, this place is fucked for like. I Idiot. usually take nice cars and just turn them into eyesores. Oh, you should see. You should go to Dubai. You've been to Dubai. You've yeah, seen yeah, that yeah. Stuff. Yeah, these it's crazy. Young, these young rich oil royalty have a million dollar car. Ugh. And that's just one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A car that I could live in. You've performed over there, right? Yeah, Dubai and Doha. I think Doha is the capital of Qatar. I think so. We had a show in Barang, but it got canceled. I'd like to go over to Doha. Yeah, there's some pretty girls in this town. 
still smoking. Isn't that great? Um, so you, you started comedy in Oklahoma. Yeah. How was that? So I was uh, was running a business in college, helped pay my way through college. and What kind of business? I had a business future and a bunch of things with management went wrong with the company and money went disappearing and basically my business future ended and so I got really depressed and became an alcoholic. And then How a friend of mine. You get? What? How fat did you get? Were you bloated like Elky? Yeah, I was I was about forty pounds heavier than I am now. And yeah, you've lost weight uh, over the course of the time that I've known you. you yeah, look like, you look like Uncle Buck when I first met you. Oh man, <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. It's it's weird, but glad to hear. But you you look about four years younger now. You were blown out. Your hair was all over the place. You look like an out of work bagpiper. <laughs> you look like a drunk Scott. Who'd been who who committed a bunch of murders in Glasgow and been living in the cave for about eight or nine months and well, eating nothing but dog shit and cat food? Yeah, I, I you know, but now you don't look like that. Kind of like a retarded Scottish warrior that didn't make the cut <laughs> the guy, of Braveheart, the, the but he won't drumming, let go. The, the handicapped guy that's at the front of the line. Yeah, drumming. that's the drumming that dies he, first. He gets the arrow through the throat. Yeah, and then they're but like, but he doesn't ah. stop. The music stopped. Yeah, yeah. He keeps he's do- playing. He's doing his death rattle. Look at this. Um, yeah, that's... Oh, man. Swedish. Hmm. hmm. Exactly that. And the thing is, she's probably in her in her 30s. But they last, Swedish? they last forever, yeah. That, that's what it looks like everywhere. Yeah, but then they hit 50. They look and amazing. That- really? Oh, man. I, I haven't been, but I've seen Scandinavian women because the weather and the drinking, it depends. Well, it's lifestyle, too. You got anybody that's drinking, you know, seven nights a week for 20 years, you're going to look like dog shit yeah. out of it, you know. But that's not super good. They look good in their 50s? Yeah. Okay. I haven't been, so. Yeah, they're very active. Anyway, we're off topic here. We're talking about how shitty you looked when I first met you. I'm talking about shitty Uncle what? Buck. You looked like Uncle Buck when I first met you. Well, I'm glad I don't look like Uncle Buck anymore. <laughs> You're not a fan of junk candy. Uh, oh, sorry. Oklahoma, doing comedy. Your career. Yeah, what, I became what was an high, alcoholic. What was, we just out of high school. You got a job. Then that College. Was I was in college. And then... What were you uh, studying in college? Business? Yeah, business and marketing. And so a friend of mine was like, hey, you should try comedy. You're funny. And I was like, no, dude. We're in Austin, Texas. My friend's like, dude, you got to go to open mic. You're funny. I was like, no, I could never do that. No, I'm not that funny. And he's like, come on, dude, come on, quit being a pussy. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. And he's like, fine, dude, fucking douchebag. So we go to Coyote Ugly Bar on 6th Street, and he's like, you know what, I'm sorry for being pressuring you. Let's just have some drinks. They're on me. So he buys me 12 shots of yeah. Jaeger, and then he's like, you going to go do that open mic? I'm like, yeah. And I went and bombed hard in the Velveeta room. Great room. And then oh. I was like, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. First, From your first performance. First show. And we, you bombed. You failed. I got one laugh of a that fat was, dude that, in the back. And I think enough. it was a sympathy laugh. Or he was choking on his food. I don't know. It was enough. <laughs> that <laughs> it was, was a, enough. That one half-hearted fat guy laugh in the back of the And then room. I went to Oklahoma and it was like, you know, in every comedy scene, there's like kind of like insecure, kind of chubby, weird nerds that don't like you because you're confident. Imagine the entire scene is run by that. So really? here I am, a confident, not not fat loser comic and they hated me 
But who? But there must have been some pro comics either coming in and out of the city or local that you, that were like somebody to watch, you know, and and learn from. Yeah, you had the headliners um, on the road. Who were some of the top headliners? Like local guys that were just you. Every time you saw them, you're like, wow. Not local. Nobody was wow. Nobody was like really? wow. But you had headliners come in from L.A. and New York that were, I was pretty impressed with. I know Adam Hunter would come in a lot mm-hmm. and do the comedy club there. Um, most of them. You know, my, n- nothing blew me away until I got out here. Really? Yeah, there's so much. There's some great comedians. Not a lot, but there's some guys here that, you know, as a younger comic, you're like, whoa, that's where the bar is set? Where, where, who, who did you see that you hadn't already seen on television or in film? Here? Yeah, that wowed you. You know, there's, there's a line, so I don't know. I didn't Nobody. You know, I... Uh, well, you know, I was really actually impressed the other day with uh, that guy that went up, uh, Riley. What was his name? Friday. Where, where was that? Friday that you followed. Where was this? At the uh, John Lovis Comic Club. Oh, uh, Darnell. He was on Chappelle's Not Darnell. Show. No, 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 not Darnell. The guy that went before you. Riley. Scott Riley. I don't remember his name. Scott Riley. What did he Riley. look like? He did the singing. Okay. Great. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean it, it's just when I compare that to the the level of work he's putting it on stage, makes me think. He's a showman. Yeah, he's a show, but showman. Yeah. But what uh, I mean, somebody that really took you to school. Bill Burr. When I watch Bill Burr, I already saw him on TV and movies. Somebody besides that. Somebody that that you haven't. I don't particularly care for his style. Didn't do anything for me. But I, you know, when I saw Crystalia do his first set. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, dude, that's where the bar is? Just, I saw what he did to the audience and how hard. Yeah, Chris is on point. Yeah. I, he, I, would, I would agree with you. He's, in, uh, he's, he's poised for, uh, for greatness. And he's one of the few people that when I see in the city, I'm, I'm actually pleasant. That what? I'm pleasant. I feel happy with when I see him. He's generally you know, a, a when nice I person. saw Ian Edwards a couple times, his writing, I'm like, wow, this guy just, yeah, Ian the way he thinks, he the way he thinks. I saw him here yesterday. Yeah, the way he thinks and writes, I was very impressed. So there's, I would say, maybe three to four people in general. I and mean, we don't have to keep naming names, but that's a small, for a place that the whole world is looking at, for a measuring stick for talent, it's absent. It should be a lot more. I should be able to name I'm 30 comics that are, that are, that can just rock a theater right now, but. Yeah, it is a weird thing. So you, you're doing open mics in Oklahoma. How, yeah. how many years were you doing open mics in Oklahoma? Until I graduated, two and a half, two years. So you were doing comedy in college? Probably two years. Um, yeah, I went to a competition at my university. It was like funniest man on campus. And I got third because the girl that got second was having sex with one of the judges and dating him. And the guy that got That's first, a first. And the guy that got first stole his entire act online. You're telling me somebody that was nominated... The finalist was fucking one of the judges. When did this all start? I wish I had a pussy. Oh, uh, if I had a pussy, it would have fallen out by now. I would have just abused the shit out of. Oh me. man! Oh no, dude! It <laughs> I don't even want to think of I, what would have happened. I would treat my pussy so bad that you wouldn't be able to tell it from my asshole. That's how bad it would be. Oh, the things I would have done to it. And I'd have a nice car. I would have a bunch of cars. Yeah. And a blown out, and I have a wagon to carry my cunt around in, and I had the biggest smile on my face. It'd be disease ridden. Oh. There would be like rats nesting in it, and uh, that'd be like that picture that grandma you showed me. 
Oh, that old Anytime lady. my friends try to eat, I show that picture to them and they hate me. Oh, really? It's those. There's like three pictures that I carry around on my phone. One three? Them, there's more? There's the, the, the uh, yawning mud puddle, which is Boomer's asshole. There's the uh, open eye socket that Jay Davis named. He, I told them I had it zoomed in. It's that girl with her cunt wrenched open. You never seen it? No. Oh, let me. You just showed me the grandma. Um, here, let me uh, get this out for you. So, I have like uh, just some terrible, terrible things on my uh, phone. If anybody's listening and you want to see what's on my phone and what we're talking about, uh, don't be shy. Uh, ask and uh, <laughs> it shall be written um, but this is a classic mine and people go oh you showed me that picture like fucking nine times I go that's what's funny about it it was never going to be great it was just going to be annoying and discomforting <laughs> and uh, I think it's a funny place to live but this this is the uh, <laughs> Jay Davis hates this one <laughs> That is fascinating right yeah, there. So wow. That's the old uh, dirt squirrel. <laughs> so, but that, I don't know how we got to that. We were talking about your, your I, early I your career. I can see her colon. That's, no, that's her pussy. She's pulling her cunt out. That's a cigar burn that I put in the back of it. Wow. I, so you could you could see into the, just like, oh, you could see Lord God. of the Rings. Uh, yeah, like Lord that's of the Rings. Where Jesus the, lives. The big eye on the top of the mountain, dude. Yeah. Illuminati? Yeah, that was the Illuminati. Is that where it lives in that little girl's cunt? Okay, so Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing open mics in Oklahoma. How how many years were you doing open mics in Oklahoma before you So started? basically, how I got into comedy to the point I wanted to take it serious as a profession. There, there were no shows. There's like one crappy mic at an Italian restaurant every week, right? And that's depressing, right? I drink an entire bottle of liquor and go up and perform. I just didn't want to be there. Was anyway, boozing a rooted in depression? Yeah. Just I didn't want to be there. I, I hated school. My job and career and business was done. Everything went wrong, right? So there was one other mic in town. It was a music open mic. But they would let comedians up. But none of the comedians would go up because they, they were scared to go. I was like, you know what? I want stage time. So I went up, bombed the first few times, and eventually I started to get a hang of this rowdy bar crowd that was there to see music. They didn't want to see comedy. Eventually I got a hold of it, started getting better. One night I killed it, and a band from Nashville was there, and they're like, dude, that was hilarious. Uh, we want you to come on tour with us and open for us. I was like, dude, I just graduated at this point. I have nothing to lose. Yeah. Why not? Where do I sign So up? I drive to Nashville, 14-hour drive, and it's me and four other guys in a band. In a van or a band? In a, in, in a band in a van. It is old Volkswagen band. <laughs> when we go on tour, we get to the first city. We had a booking agent book this 15-city tour. First city we get to, the venue says... No, we, we, what are you guys, who are you guys, right? After, I mean, after a 15-hour drive? Yeah, we're like, what do you mean, who are we? we? We were booked, and he's like, no, I don't. Didn't anyone call the venue? I don't, he's before? like, no, I didn't, I don't have you booked. And so we call all the cities ahead. This booking agent took our money and ran off, and nothing got booked. So we're like, well, we're already here, living in a van, might as well make the best of it. So we went around knocking on doors of random venues in these small towns in the south saying, hey, can we play for free and play for tips? I sold these lighters and worked for like 
two bucks a day How old were you? for a month. Uh, I was 25, 24. This was only a couple years ago. 24, right before I came out. Okay. So we were dead broke. I did like an hour a night, and I played for crowds of music. And we went to like Memphis. Uh, we did a theater there. We did all these bars in the deep south, a bunch of dumb rednecks. I mean, oh, my God, it was just, it was crazy. People it was Chicago. What? Because being in a dumb redneck bar when you're not local can be a very dangerous place to be. Like, they could fuck you up. Big well, time. I'm from Oklahoma, so I know how those people think. They don't. You're from the And that's city. how you do it. What? Is Oklahoma with some of these redneck towns? They look, oh, you're from Oklahoma. Oklahoma City better? has some dumb people and some rednecks, so I, I know how to deal with them. So... We made a dollar a day for a month. I lived in a van with four other dudes, right? Just complete poverty. For a month? For a month. Complete poverty. And I thought, you know what? This is what I want to do the rest of my life again. And then I packed up and moved out here with everything I owned in my car. Moved in with this uh, gay black guy. And I thought, you know, he's cool. Found him off Craigslist. The first weekend, I come home late from a comedy show. He goes, I'm just going to let you know I don't like white people. And I'm like... Uh, you gonna have to leave now. Kicks me out. My you, first week in LA. I'm not under contract. I already paid him. There's nothing I can do. The guy snaps and kicks me out. Now this dude was huge. I couldn't. He would have raped me if I yeah. would have tried to fight. So I'm kicked out. Living so you're in my out car. X amount. How many hundred dollars have you just been fucked over? Four. Four hundred. All bucks. my money. Don't have money. Ugh. I'm like, oh my god. I have no money. I'm living in my car. So I go job hunting everywhere. Can't get a job. Talk to a friend. She's like, dude, you got to lie on your resume. That's how you get a job out here. I'm like, that's a good point. So I got a job. I applied at an Indian restaurant, and I had lied on my resume and said I worked at three Indian restaurants in Oklahoma. They don't even have three Indians in Oklahoma. <laughs> right? So I get there the first day, and my boss is like, he know, he's like, oh, you know how to cook them and prepare. You, you've worked at Indian restaurants. You know the whole, I don't need to train you. I'm like, oh, fuck. Right? He doesn't. So first day, they, first day, there's a massive line waiting of people because I don't know how to serve. You're, you're, you're waitering? I'm waitering. I'm the cashier. He thinks I'm supposed to do everything. Uh -huh. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. My boss gets pissed at me. And he's like, Jesus Christ. Second day, I come back to work. Same thing, fires me. Uh, and I'm like, oh, my God. What were you just confused with the, the buttons and how the change and stuff well no i mean it's just like the cash register how to cook the food how to run the restaurant oh, how you to had prepare to cook food yeah and all that stuff i didn't know you know i don't know what i'm doing oh man you i thought he was gonna cooking. train me because i'm the new yeah, guy no 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 because i lied in resume i got fired the second day on a lunch break when i was buying pillows and i cried on the pillows at kmart because i thought you just got kicked out of your apartment and lost your job and in the you second day pillows? My life was like a mess, and then I got a job on Craigslist with a current company, uh, with another company at hospitals as a janitor, and then things kind of smoothed out after that. Mm -hmm. And that's when I met Jason Rouse and started learning how can I perform internationally. <laughs> but you have since then. You've only what? been doing comedy for what three, four years? What? How long have you been doing comedy now? Uh, four or five. Four or five years. Yeah. And you've already been to South Africa. South Africa, Europe, Europe twice, yeah, and just getting better and better at it. So let's get back to your the open mic days. You move out here, you get nothing but you welcome to the city. Here's we're all gonna fuck you at any chance we get here. People, everything. 
That's terrible. So the guy, how does he? Ugh. Scam artist, dude. There's, you know, there's scumbags in big cities like that. And now, now I know I can kind of identify douchebags and scumbags real quick. And I know better now. I know better not to deal with those people. But I was this kind of almost like a Hollywood stereotype. This young, ignorant, kind of Midwest kid that doesn't know any better. And I needed to learn the hard way. And I did. You know, you learn how to harden up in a big city. Not be mean, but harden up. You learn your lessons like that. And I did real quick. Sucked. Uh, but, yeah, I started doing open mics out here. I wouldn't get any stage time. And I thought, took business skills I knew before. And I thought, all right, I'll run a couple shows to get as much stage time as I want. And you've done my shows. And I run, a, I'm getting as much stage time as I want. Networking. And then now I'm able to perform South Africa and do a tour there and, and, and tour in Europe. And, um, it's fun. It's a really dark, brutal business, but it is fun when it's, when it's, when it's great, it's great. Yeah, I know. It's weathering the ungreatness. Now you, you run a couple of rooms. You have some open mics. You have one downtown Los Angeles at yeah. Casey's. Yeah. You've done that one twice. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And where's your other spots? Uh, the hostel in Santa Monica on the Thursday, and then uh, I did a Saturday room. It's at 6 p.m. Nobody could show up. It was a mess. It was cool for for a year. And then the other one you've done, the International Comedy Show, which you've done at the Comedy Store four or five times. Uh, UCLA every year. Now we're doing it twice a year at UCLA, taking it on a college tour, and then going to do a lot of things with it. But... Uh, yeah, so that's four shows right there. Where's your favorite places to uh, perform? Or what's the sought after? Because there's technically anybody who's listening in show business here, there's really only three places to perform in. Three the, big the, clubs, you mean? Yeah, those are the only places that you're ever, anyone's going to be of, of any relevance to this uh, racket show business. Um, this comedy store, the Laugh Factory, and the Improv. Jay's got a, a good room down the street here at the uh, outside parlor. of a club. He's probably got the best room in the city. Yeah, great he, room. He's, he's probably the number one promoter, producer. Yeah, producer. Totally. Have you done a Bronston? Yeah, yeah. Bronston Jones that's, room. That's great probably, room. That's probably the second best room, but it's all the way in Venice Beach, at the uh, the comedy Venice Underground. Venice Underground. Great, great room. room. Bar Amazing. Burlesque kind of. It makes you feel like you're in old show business. To the basement of that speakeasy feel. Yeah, I like it. I like feeling a little like it's a little illegal. A lot of the comedy clubs now have turned it into a a very kind of polished, sterile environment. You know what I mean? And the store is just kind of a aftermath of once once what was. Yeah, it's kind of sad. But that's anything. Here we are. I don't want to live in New. I lived in New York during that snowstorm when there was snow was like six, seven feet, but. Four years ago, how was that? Like, oh, it was awful. I went from the cold weather of Sweden and then moved to New York, and I'm like, "Fuck this!" So, as much as I'm complaining, the weather here is great. You get fed up with that cold weather. Ugh, I'm over it. Well, you know, sometimes when, like, when I went and toured, and I, I was in Belgium and Denmark. I, I get cold really easily because I'm a yeah, bitch. Me too. And you know, when you're just cold when you wake up, you could take a cold shower and then you walk outside and you're cold. You're like never actually warm up for yeah. two, three days. That's you the worst. Bone. You feel it in your Oh, dampness. it's the worst. There's yeah. never any like let up. You're cold. I think it's poor circulation. I think what I, I was agree. told to eat parsnips 
It's supposed to be good for your circulation. Now, are you drinking? I was drinking and partying this whole time. And that's why you're freezing to death in your hotel room? <laughs> I think that had something to do with it. Yeah, probably. Well, alcohol thins your blood, so that yeah, would increase so your circulation. Even Maybe the next day when you're not drinking, it's still in there. So, I, I, you know, I think if you're drinking in cold temperatures, either you shouldn't do that or you have to keep drinking to keep yourself warm. Yeah, like in Russia, they have those full-length... Where, coats and then with a ball of vodka inside. oh those grandmas will drink us under the table over there <sighs> i've never seen it like i don't think the level. irish can keep up with the russians there's no last call that was the fucked up part i could see it going completely awry and then on top of it it was like there's no reason to go home if you're drunk you're in deep like there's no voice of reason saying hey hey we're gonna close up you might want to go home and get some sleep and maybe take a day off no you could drink 24 7 well that weather and everything that's set up they're like why would you not drink you need to drown out the situation you're living in oh there's no it's not a, a, an abundance of smiles in eastern europe no you know what i noticed i'll say this it's tough life though but at least the men are men there the, 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 they're i don't like yeah. to use this word weird because i don't believe in it but for you know for lack of better term, uh, I think Eastern Europeans are a little, the girls especially, a little weird. I like them a lot. They're just something a little off, and they're a little messed up in the head. A little detached. I, I dated a girl from the Czech Republic. I've 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 gone on dates with a lot of Russian girls, including sec first generation American. There's something a little off, and they're like messed up in the head. Oh, because communism. They still cook and clean. Does that freak you out? <laughs> they still cook and clean. Yeah, like they have a they have a. Um, it might be dated, and I. I do more cooking and cleaning than any relationship I've been in, but uh, they have a, more of a traditional values. You know, they want to have a family. They want to. They want you know uh, traditional things. But where where does that make them a little like almost detached? I think it's from just dealing with hard life, war, and there's just a tradition of suffering. Yeah, and it's still in their system. Like even today, I mean, if you lived in. If you live in the Czech Republic, you have all the freedoms you want. There's nothing really wrong, but it's still kind of in their blood. Even if you are you didn't grow up during a war, it's still kind of in you. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you see somebody smiling in Moscow, they're a tourist. Yeah. Yeah, I had some Russian friends. They're like, if you go down the street, smile at a stranger, they're going to think you're nuts. Yeah. What kind of culture is that? How do you not drown yourself in vodka? But it, it's cool. Those those little quirks are what is it makes it kind of interesting about going there. We wouldn't have anything to talk about. The women are stunning. It's tough life. You know, they hate fags, apparently. Yep. Isn't it illegal to be gay in Russia now? That's retarded. Knowing Vladimir Putin, if he had his way, he'd murder all of them. And they're taking over countries. and It's craziness. It, it, well, yeah, it is. It's just... And they don't, they don't particularly speak great English over there. No, they're they're not striving to be Americanized. So if we have any Russian listeners out there, um, lighten up, lighten up. We like, <laughs> you know, we like you a lot more if we can talk to you, learn English, and we can talk you through your problems, so you don't have to drown yourself. Well, I think it's more they're more suspect. Like you know, even like in Finland, the people have that kind of Russian uh, disposition where there's not a lot of smiling, but once they get drinking, it's like social lubricant. And um, yeah, I think it's all lifestyle, you know, cold weather and war. Weather has a lot to do with it. You know, I remember that Doug stand-up joke, which I love. 
and I don't know the exact words, but he says, I heard in Finland they're the happiest people in the world. Uh, Denmark. But, well, his joke, I think he says Finland, they're oh, the yeah. happiest people in the world, they claim. But they also have the highest suicide rate. He goes, I get it. Quit while you're ahead. Great joke. Yeah, yeah. And all the Scandinavian countries argue and say, no, we're the happiest. No, we're the happiest. And I'm like, I, I would know. say Danish people are the happiest. I've been to Denmark and they seem friendly and happy. They have all the cool stuff. I, I love Denmark. I'm, I'm going to come back, I think, in February. If you're listening, I'm going to, I'm working on doing a Danish comedy tour in, uh, in February of, of next year. In Sweden, Norway, and Iceland. You gonna hang out in Christiania? Yeah, man. Fuck it's a good right. little area. It's great. Christiania uh, is the shit, man. I and went Denmark, there. Copenhagen is is my top five favorite cities in the world. I went in December. I don't know if that did it justice. Summertime is frozen, awesome. dude. The little river with all the yeah. beautiful houses. They swim. You got to see that. it in summertime, don't it's you? It's fantastic. Fantastic. The problem is, is comedy is not very popular in the summer. There's other stuff to do. Yeah, like September, October, November, February, March, April. So let me see. My comedy touring consists of, let's say, uh, uh, so September, October, November, February, March, April. So technically, I'm really only viable six months out of a year. December, January, Christmas, everyone's fucking religious and more PC than ever. Fucking stay home, you corporate cunts. And um, when it's summertime, August, June, July, August, no one wants to be inside a comedy club anyway. People are in just like a happier mood. Comedy may not be as appealing in the yeah. summer. Do you Most think have. comedy does comedy clubs and shows do better in, in the summertime in North America? I don't know. I haven't really done too much. I saw it on the way in. Um, He's uh, Griff's looking at this girl's shitter. In oh, my God. Outfitters. Yeah, she walked past There's it. no way I could not look at that. Wow. You will never have that in this city. <laughs> what kind of girl do you look for? Because they don't live here. European. All day. Really? That's all I want. That's all I've... Ever since I dated a European girl for about a year, I was like, I'm not going back. I just, I think they're way more amazing. Yeah, I think. North, you can North have North an intellectual North. conversation with most of them. They take care of their health. I think they're prettier. They're literate. Yeah. I like them better. They're caring and kind. Yeah, they don't want to be in a, uh, a rap video. Yeah, exactly. That sums it up right there. It's just all these girls want to be in a rap video. Or the next Miley Cyrus or Kim Kardashian. There's no soul in that. Well, there's a level of confusion after the feminist movement. more power to those girls, their success, but I I don't subscribe to it. There's a level of confusion after the feminist movement. Women are equal to men. Yes, they are. Absolutely. But they want to say, hey, we're equal to you. You're not going to treat us like shit anymore. But then they'll go do want to do a rap video where they're completely objectified but they do it voluntarily you're like you're confused you're very confused european women they don't have that sense of confusion no they don't want to be uh and we're we're making very broad generalizations here but uh they don't want they're more rooted in a quality of life opposed to their ego and what they can get with their pussy yeah it's weird 
Yeah. It's weird in this city. There's such so many fucking losers. Man. Oh, man. Have we? I've had these conversations with a handful of people that I talk to regularly, and uh, the amount of horseshit you've got to weather on a daily basis is, is outstanding. Well, you know, and the, here's another thing why, too, I, I struggle to deal with a married woman is the mind games. you got to play a game. you got to act like you're not interested and then play the game. Yeah, why, it's like, why? It's like Jenga with your soul. Why? You pull a block out and then, oh, did anything happen? No? Okay. Another one out. Oh, uh, and then it, it either comes crashing down in your favor or it, it was a complete waste of time. You can't show them too much attention or else they'll get turned off. Any other country in the world, women are like, I like you, you like me, let's do this. Yeah. Every, why, why can't it be that way? It's all judged on a minute-to-minute -minute basis. You know, there's no, okay, a broader um, uh, thing on a person. It's more, oh, he did this, and I, I can't handle that, as opposed to working a relationship. No one wants to make an effort. And I get the psychology, I'll say this. I understand the psychology very well behind why girls don't like nice guys. Because nice guys are boring and predictable. Nobody really wants that. Uh, they, it's not about being an asshole, though. Girls don't like assholes either. What they do like is a guy that, that's exciting. They're wondering what they're thinking. It's a guessing game. I get that. But the fact that we can't be direct with each other anymore, it's all a big mind fuck. It's a mess. That's why I date European girls. Yeah. Only problem is they live in Europe. Yeah, and the ones that do come here get po pulled into the quicksand. That's the, I was going to ask. Do so they? Within, within six months, they become How sad Yeah. Anyway, yeah, if you want to find a wife, you got to leave. But you, what are you looking for? Like a long-term relationship or a, a wife or what the fuck? I'm a little young to settle down, but if I found a good girl that I said, you know what? I like her a lot. Absolutely, I'd settle down. Well, you at this day, you're 27. You've been doing comedy for almost four years now. And now is the time just for you to fuck a bunch of holes. And then maybe in your 30s, early, mid-30s, then I'd start feeling around. But right now, you're, 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 you're married to your, your gig, your stand-up. There's no you having a relationship and, and investing in somebody. It's a distraction from what. And you're tell my do. Chris concrete, and I have. It'll never be concrete. I have, but. well, you know, I have some level of financial security coming out in, in comedy. Then I say I'll be ready to settle down. But yeah, there is no financial security that you just clicks in one day. It's retarded. But once you figure out, hey, I, I have a, a circuit route. I know how to pay my bills. Doing it every year if I need to. That's when I'll say, okay, I'm ready to have a really cheap, poor wedding and disappoint my girlfriend's parents. Where would you do it at Chuck E. Cheese? Either there or Walmart. In the, gar in the gardening, gardening uh, That'd be nice. area, yeah. What would be the cake? Just a stack of cheeseburgers with a candle in it? A couple of action figures on top? Star Wars yeah. figures? Han yeah. Solo and Chewbacca? Yeah. I think so. something like that. I think get creative with it. Put some mushrooms in the cake. So you had a mushroom experience you were telling me earlier. Oh, yeah. Last night. This conversation's all over the place. There's a lot of distractions here. I'd have to do it like under a, like a duvet where we're facing each other where I could just focus. But there's cars running around. People are talking. Hot chicks. Wiener dogs. I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff going on. Wiener dog where? He's right there. Is He's it? watching you. Oh, shit. I love wiener dogs. I should steal that dog. 
guy would probably cry too. I could swoop that dog up and just fucking run it. Give it to your roommate. Such a great guy. <laughs> Such a nice, easy to deal with person. You can just come home and not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What do you think of the new, the fashionable of girls are wearing really short shorts? Girls are like, wearing what? Short shorts. Like you, when they walk away, you can see their piss flaps from the back. Hey, I, that's I like that a lot. <laughs> Is that what you look? What do you look for in a girl besides a vagina? Um, European. We want to make sure physically, like a huge dumper and a black eye. <laughs> a couple black eyes, actually. Okay, so two black eyes and a big toilet. Yeah. How how what does she weigh in at? Three fifty? Three three to three fifty. <laughs> three to three fifty. Zero self esteem. Does um would you bring her around your friends? Well you keep her on a leash, right? No, I'll bring her around the friends. Well, you know, a lot of my friends like to go to buffets. You can take her out for a feeding, watch my girl eat, and then you kick her in the back. She stumbles up to the tray and just puts her face right in it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so that tall, like 6'3", 300 pounds. I, yes. <laughs> yes I'm, you wanna, I have a fetish for sumo wrestlers. So like Paul Bunyan with a ponytail. Boom. A <laughs> little bit of, you know, that little tiny bit of facial hair coming out on the chin and and they don't know they have it though but you want to be the guy to go oh my gosh somebody help you out you got a little tiny woman beard going on but then if you say something you're a dick what do you do there do you well, tell you, the girl you she's a got pair, a beard you get a pair of tweezers and when she's sleeping you pull a hair out every other day and you say there was, there was a mosquito in here and I pulled it off your chin 3700 times <laughs> Uh, would you bang a hot chick with a goatee? Smoking. No pre-op. She just has a full-blown... She's got what you got without the lamb chops. How much money are we on the table? No, this is just for fun. For fun. Just so I have something to hold over you. I for live for stories, but that's a little much. What's the ugliest hog you've ever... What? Oh, you haven't really toured... See, I keep forgetting. Uh, like... A lot. Like, you haven't been on the road in the U.S. You haven't gone across the U.S. and back. I'm with the band I did, but not a serious, high-paying comedy road yeah. tour. Because you run into all sorts. You show up in these towns. You oh, don't yeah. know where you're getting. You're being bombarded with retards constantly. Freak shows everywhere in small towns. People always want to take you out. Or, or I think that annoys me is when people try and get you drunk and you're just not having it. Like you, you don't, They don't understand that you do this every day. Yeah, and it's not like this is a one-time yeah, deal. This, Let's go out and party. This is your night out. Well, every other asshole in other city is trying to get you fucking ruined, and it, it beats on you. Oh, come on. Just have one. I go, no, I'm not fucking a girl that is easily coaxed into making bad decisions. So I've heard. Anyway, we're watching the circus go by. If you ever want to see a bunch of weirdos, Melrose is all right, but go up to Hollywood Boulevard. It is the opposite of fun. I do a show there every week, and just the Venice Venice Beach. So when I perform on Venice Beach on the boardwalk with the street performers, 
the, the so thing explain is, that you once a week you do stand up on this. On yeah, the beach. I bring on PA out and I set up a little sign that says Griff Pippen comedian, and I go out there with my PA and I just kind of watch people walking by and I say, hey, look at huh, nice hat, bro. And I do crowd work and I play with them and then I pull them in and build up a crowd and perform. And then they throw money in a tip jar. Uh, but the thing is, I have a lot of crackheads come up to me and they're really, they're not uh, violent, but they will tell me jokes they think I should oh, tell yeah, the audience. Yeah. One guy said... Uh, oh, you're, so you're a comedy writer masquer masquerading as a fucking piss-soaked hobo. You're on the street for a reason because you were not good at anything. Yeah. Well, they Why don't are you that. leaning in? Yeah, they're blown. The crack doesn't allow them to hear that. <laughs> no, no. No. It drowns out voice of reason. I had a guy uh, said, he goes like, I know I have ADD. And I was like, why? He's like, because I can focus really hard when I do math. I think I told you that. Hey, this guy told me this outside. He said, I have ADD really bad. And when I do my meth, it helps me focus. It's true. <laughs> what do you think is in um, Adderall? Similar. It's meth. It's, it's, it's pharmaceutical grade. Yeah, yeah, it is. Pharmaceutical grade meth. Yeah, so he was talking about how he gets stuff done on meth. And I think, sadly enough, it's a big deal. Because I live in the gay area in West Hollywood. And a lot of these guys are taking meth. Yeah. And they're busy. And they're but they're getting they're getting stuff done. That's where the party's at. In in West Hollywood, oh, on yeah. the weekend, those guys are going bananas. Yeah, dude. I mean, they just ugh. I see guys on meth going to the gym and play it off like they're not on meth. Yeah, and they're, they're nuts. ripped. They're ripped and they're fucking blasted on speed. Yeah, and they're just high as shit and they're the fuck ass. There's a guy that's like fifty. And he's like more ripped than a bodybuilder and triathlete combined. And he wears sunglasses and he's methed out every time. And it's just the weirdest thing. I couldn't do regular functions all methed out like that. Like I couldn't. I can't do anything people. regularly. My stomach hurts from doing all those mushrooms yesterday. Yeah, I, I get couldn't. the dirt squirts from those. You get that? Yeah, your stomach. Your aids. stomach feel oh, a little upset. Eaten, you poisoned yourself. That's what yeah. you've done with mushrooms. Yeah, how long does it take to go away? A day or two? I would pound as much water as you can and yes. just piss it out. Yeah. Just try and drink a couple liters of water a day at least. At least. Just get one of those big jugs from uh, the grocery store and just walk around with it. And just, you just got to piss Cranberry it out. juice. Knock that out too. Is your kidneys hurting? No, but it helps you, you urinate more. Yeah, I got the dirt. Oh. You got shit? I think oh I'm yeah, gonna. you were holding up the bathroom when I came. There's like 30 guys out there yeah. with their hands over their assholes while you're in there cutting your toenails, brushing your hair. <laughs> I was like, because you text me, he goes, I'm in the bathroom. And I could see all these guys doing the poo dance outside <laughs> there. And you're like. I'm playing chess yeah. on my app. Angry Birds as you're fucking yeah. shooting mud out of you. Crazy stories you've had while performing at shows. <laughs> I'm sure you've talked about that. Afterwards, nothing crazy. I've been attacked, you know, every once every five years about getting attacked on stage. Um, people, I'm the I'm the uh, menace in the room. Yeah, most definitely. I'm very uh, unchallenged, <laughs> and um, yeah, the the audience quickly realizes that they've made a grave decision immediately but the people that are get on board with what i'm doing are allies 
and uh, help propel the the, uh, the naysayers more uh, alienate them more and more. It's like a it's like a comedy cleansing. Yeah, you know what I mean. The people that were never going to get it or be a fan or or just went to comedy as an afterthought rather than make it as a, an, an event um, are quickly realized that they've uh, made a bad decision and that, that they should have gone to see maybe a musical, yeah. something that was uh, maybe a, um, a, a Miley Cyrus documentary or something like that. Yeah. Oh, I would, I'd like to meet her. Maybe go over to Miley's house and I bet you she's really nice. Makes me sick. But we are uh, here on Mother's Day in Hollywood. Two dudes sitting on a fucking patio at Starbucks watching. Watching hot chicks walk by every five seconds. Yeah. And um, but they're they're It's all uh, like those Russian dolls. They're empty inside. Yep. Oh, you can, it's so funny how you can look into someone's eyes. Not just girls. Just looking at somebody's eyes out here and see, oh, my gosh, where does your soul go? Yeah, especially when you hear them interact. People talk a lot of bullshit to each other. They're not really talking to each other. They're talking at each other. This is what I'm doing, and I'm doing this, and blah, 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 blah. It's all about elevating their own ego rather than have an interesting conversation. And the irony is... They're their oh, they're best. They're, they're, they become their own publicist yep. in every conversation. Yeah. And I get it. This is a business and why we're here. But on some level, yeah, sure. But but you got to have some there's got to be some moral fiber in the mix of that. You know, don't you care about those around you? No, is the answer for a lot of them. All my podcasts over the last three or four. These are all been just me complaining about the scene here. But I, what I'm really missing is just being on the road. I want to go on the road again and do some more uh, look at. I would say we do a triple run, but yeah, yeah. What uh, after you pay for a hotel and everything, you don't really make any money. Not worth it. You know what I mean? It's not worth not making money. Well, how many shows? I know. Even if it was a, a break-even situation. Well, you do three shows, hundred and fifty a night. You got to pay for gas and motel. You're in the red. You're in the red. Not worth it. If, the, if you get a tent. That's what it's come down to. You got to go camping to do comedy. Such a great business to be in <laughs> that you even just said camping. I want to sleep in a gutter so I can make people laugh. What's wrong with us? Hey, I've slept in a van with four other guys for a month for a dollar a night. But that was that's part of the paying your dues. If these though. shows paid three hundred a night, I'd say it's worth it. The comics were making a hundred grand a year. You know, thirty years ago, locally, I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go to fucking Slovenia to get that extra piece. <laughs> Are you going back there this year? I'm gonna no next year. I'm gonna lean into it a little more. I think come February, I'll be uh, I'll be gone for a couple months, at least to get some sort of traction as a, as an artist. I can. Um, uh, it's very difficult to develop ideas and material here, but uh, let's uh, let's do a picture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then um, here we go. 
I'll post this on Instagram. Do you have an Instagram? What, I do. What, what, what is all your social media? It's the same thing across the board. Griff Pippen for everything. Griff Pippen, do you want to spell that to people? My head looks like it's carved out of wax. I think I look like a pervert. So do you have a website? Working on that right now. Do you, uh, and uh, it, like a lot of my uh, tools that I've acquired in this business over the last few years, uh, Joe Rogan's uh, podcast, one of his sponsors is Squirts. Oh, that's kind of cool, actually. One of the sponsors is what? Uh, Squarespace. Yeah. Uh, it's not my sponsor, but I uh, used it, and uh, it's a great web design platform. It's really good. Yeah, I listened to it on uh, Audible. They, they, they were talking about it on one of the podcasts I listened to on iTunes. It's really good. You can build your own website on it. It's that. very, uh, and you're a relatively computer savvy person. No? Moderately. Yeah, I recommend having a stab at it. Because you can design all your website and then you pay for it when you're done it. Yeah. And if you don't like it, you just shit can it. It's yeah. really good. It's really easy. Like I like I did a lot of it. I, I just supplied the content and kind of managed it. And uh, my friend Irina kind of or did build it more or less. Um, but uh, what gigs? You, your night, if you're uh, visiting uh, to Hollywood, California, and you're, uh, you want to go out and see some comedy, where can people see you? Uh, uh, Casey's? Every Wednesday at 9.30 at Casey's Irish Pub, downtown LA. Um, also, I've got a lot, of, a lot of gigs coming up, quite a few gigs. Well, they, uh, once you get your website up, people can look at that. People can can you know. You Twitter and all that shit? At Griff Pippen. Facebook, Griff Pippen. Instagram, Griff Pippen. And uh, you can uh, find me. Just go to JasonRouse.com. All my social media buttons are there. Uh, just Google JasonRouse666 and you'll find anything that you want. I've got, do. let's see here. I've got quite a few gigs coming up. Uh, let me get you on here. What, what is that? Um... Day 37. No one's going to come to these open mics. I'm just trying to create an illusion that we both have something going on here. <laughs> but uh, that... Uh, oh, seven, on 7-1, seven July 1st, come check me out at the West Side Comedy Theater. I believe it's an 8 o'clock show. Um, it's going to be a really good show. Great lineup. It's always a fun time there. Fantastic. Uh, Definitely check that show. That's a good well, one. Well, uh, thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. No problem. See you again soon. Don't kiss me on the mouth. Don't ask if you're hurting me. And if you hear the safe word, stop what you're doing immediately. Do you have pantyhose? Ah!